0: If you talk to the average teenager of today and you ask them what it is about My culture that they like, and they'll the first thing they'll say is the beat. Get yourself addicted. <laughs> Welcome into the pop culture pile, driver. I am Jason Ross. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason D. Ross. You can follow us on Twitter at pop culture P. Get addicted to the content as you just heard in our new intro. Smooth stuff there. But with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast and streaming sphere, depending on where you are right now as you're potentially listening or watching. He goes by the handle of at BillyD2411. Billy D2411. Billy D, what's going on?
1: Hello. Uh, that, by the way, that was Oh Yeah, uh, my friend's band, Ryan McDonald. So if oh, yeah. you have your phone, go to Spotify or iTunes and type in Oh Yeah, and they have a new hit track out called Birkenstocks. You won't be disappointed.
0: Love it. Love that a lot. Oh yeah. It sounds like the Kool-Aid guy. Is it's that the Oh part?
1: yeah, with like a period at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, with an H.
0: It is October 5, Bill, so today's episode, which we will get to, we'll be reviewing the 2009 Paranormal Activity. I didn't uh, watch it. Well, we'll get to that even <laughs> <What? in>, more. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know if that's true or not, to be honest, and I don't want to know yet. But, Bill, we always like to kick off the show by kind of getting a little to know what's, uh, what's on your mind. So do you want me to go first or would you like to go?
1: I think you should go first because I made a little video for what is on my mind.
0: Love that. Uh, Yeah, so I will start. First off, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. A horrible loss to the music industry. Another tough break here in 2020. There's so many talented people that we've lost this year. But Eddie Van Halen, a legend, an innovator, maybe the most famous guitar player in a lot of people's eyes in the height of his fame was like the guy Nailed uh, Valerie Burtonelli when she was uh, super hot and happening back in the 90s. Um, Still, pretty Still pretty hot. Oh, she came back. She did a whole comeback. She did that. Uh, what was that? Weight Watchers. But anyways, that's not the point. Eddie Van Halen, completely influential. What a, a guitar god. When you think of the band Van Halen, he's not even the first person you think of. You probably think of like David Lee Roth, but the namesake goes to him and his family. And
1: You probably
0: do. You have to think of him. How many other bands are named after the guitarist? Nah. Uh, Santana is not really a band, but I guess you could go there, but we I don't know, know what it is. Why. I feel like He's the guy though. Yeah. But I feel like David Lee Roth still gets like the fame when you think of Van Halen, the band
1: What about slash Medford zone, Gary Sharon.
0: Oh, those are some dark days <laughs> for the old Van Halen. And don't even mention Sammy Hagar. I think it also is kind of a trash. Uh, but anywho, the point is that he was passed away. From cancer, totally sad. Uh, really, really sucks. Played a lot of Van Halen today. Their a- albums are insane. His licks are incredible. What, what a band! Just that you know, he was one thing. Um, Panama is one of my all time favorite songs. If I made a top 11, it might squeak in
1: there. And in uh-oh. fact, the time I saw uh, it was in the trailer for Super Bad, I was like, This movie looks incredible. And they're using Panama as the trailer music. I mean, it, it's just one of those songs that like every time I'm driving my honda civic i wish it's the only time i wish i had a faster
0: car I just <laughs> want to, you know get on that open road and let it go i love it um also just real quick a lot of movie delays bill 2020 has been a horrible year we're all looking forward to 2021 and all these great movies black adam the batman who isn't looking forward to that both got delayed till till 2022 Hopefully that's all for good reasons, not because the movies are going to suck, probably because of everything filming, getting people together. Things are getting tough, but uh, th- that kind of sucked. Then one last piece, horrible news here, and when we are you know, crossover with some wrestling stuff and pop culture, and uh, Glow, I don't know if you – did you watch Glow on Netflix? I love Glow.
1: I haven't seen the third season or third the fourth season. season. Whatever one that they're in Vegas, I never finished,
0: but the yeah. first two were phenomenal. So they just got the word out that they got canceled. Not due to the ratings or anything, just because they don't see a place in time that they can all get together and film in the near future. Mark Maron made some news saying that, you know, he's heartbroken. It's such a bummer. Hopefully, it's one of those things. Maybe in a couple of years, they'll regroup when things get back, but that really sucked. So that's, uh, I don't know. I didn't Mark, bring anything really good here, but uh, Mark
1: Maron had some of the greatest quotes ever in that show. He was like, anybody can have an idea. I'm the fucking guy who can make it. And then <laughs> there was another one where somebody's like, I can work with that. And he goes, Of course you can work with that. I'm a fucking genius. So his stuff in that show is amazing. Plus it's the 1980s, which I love.
0: Yep. It's Allison
1: Brie, which I love. Mm-hmm. And it's professional wrestling, women's professional wrestling, all things that I love. So our friend Caitlin, when that show was coming out, was like, Billy, this is the show for you. And it really was. The first season is one of my like, Recent favorite sh-
0: seasons. Oh, you're football. getting better, Bill. You're getting better of dying You know, diluting your hyperbilly. I thought you were going to say it's my favorite season. Dial it, time. Dial it back. It's my
1: favorite show about professional wrestling that isn't actual like professional right.
0: wrestling. Yeah, it's an excellent show. Also, if you watch wrestling currently, the character of Lacey Evans basically was modified or or created around uh, the main character or one of the main characters. Liberty on Bell show. Yep, Liberty Bell with the women's right. Everything about it is right. is basically what. Lacey Evans was. But uh, now, Bill, I will uh, click your intro for what's on your mind.
1: The boys, boys, uh, season two is coming to an end on Friday. Season two has been a wild ride. A lot of good stuff. No spoilers here, obviously. Do you watch
0: the show, by the way, Rossi? No, and I was going to ask you about this. So, a lot of people have suggested it to me. I've heard that about the Umbrella Academy in the past, uh, which is created by the guy from My Chemical Romance. So, I want to check. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the writer and creator uh, of the show. Yep. So that's the one reason I want to watch that. A lot of people. I don't know if there's if they're any way similar, but everybody I hear talk about the boys. I listened to the Dork episode when they were reviewing the first few. Uh, a few weeks back um i, I feel like i should watch the show that feels like it's something that's going to be worth my time i mean in the first minute and a half if you're not hooked
1: i don't know what to tell you it's one of the best hmm. it, it, this i can say unequivocally it is the best like getting you hooked in the first five minutes of a show that maybe has ever been and i don't even think that's an over like
0: over like a lost or or
1: over those totally a hundred percent because in like i didn't even know what the show was about everybody just said watch the boys i had no idea it was superheroes and then in the first five minutes you're just fucking blown away by it and then it's a roller coaster ride where they won up every single episode's ending somehow and basically i'm just trying to hype up not that they need it but dork and i probably mac and Goo are going to do a review the full review of season two which i'm very excited for But it's just one of the better written shows because there's so many characters in so many different situations that you've never seen before. They're superheroes that are kind of bad guys interacting with good guys. The good guys are the bad guys. We've seen that before, but there's so many positions that they're put in. And this is so rare in media today when they get into a situation and you're like, well, what is actually going to happen right now? I don't have a clue. Sometimes you're like, ah, that's going to happen. This guy's going to do this. It could turn 180, it could turn 360, anything is possible in this show, and that's why I love it, because there's true excitement about it, and it's really one of the better produced shows. And I believe it was Wes, or um, our guy Fryer on the Change My Mind podcast, who said, it's similar to today a little bit, because the way these guys are manufactured, and they're kind of like a company, like there's the seven, but they're part of Vought. So he said, I wonder how much, uh, you know, professional athletes are like this in real life. And the main guy, Homelander, which is kind of like their Superman or Captain America, is Tom Brady. Like, Hmm. not saying that Tom Brady is an evil person, but, you know, he's so manufactured at this point. And I think it might be an interesting exercise. And, you know, maybe I can do this for another podcast.
0: What kind of exercise? Like Like benching? Curls? Curls for the girls? What kind of exercise?
1: Yeah, that too. But you take each one of their character archetypes, and you apply it to you know either a famous person or an athlete. And I think Tom Brady fits the mold of Homelander so well because he's just, at this point, he's you know a carbon copy of himself. But deep down underneath, he's out right now to prove Bill Belichick and everybody else who's doubted him wrong, and it's vindictive and evil. Uh, just go watch the show if you haven't seen it. It is so frigging good. Go listen to all the podcasts that we're going to be doing about it in the DSG.
0: So really a phenomenal show. Love it. All right. So boys, I got to check it out now. Real, I'll quickly give you my Rossi wrestling minute, Bill. It is draft season uh wwe uh pulling out the draft so this friday or if you're listening at the october 9th edition of smackdown and the upcoming raw both gonna be drafts shaking it up nxt will be involved so it should be interesting to see what happens there one last note i know this will get you a little excited ember moon recently returned to nxt so putting her down in that division we'll see her maybe against an eo shirai coming up uh which would be a real good matchup. Also, Tony Storm going to be coming over to NXT America officially now. So, good stuff happening in the world of wrestling. But and now, it's time for the main event. Bill, it is October. It is Dorktober 5, the new beginning. Hopefully, the internet doesn't crash this time. Um, And we are going to be now discussing the movie Paranormal Activity. It came out in 2009. And Bill, like I like to do with these, I like to take a little... I'm back. It's like a throwback Thursday, go in a time capsule. This movie was released officially nationally on September 25th, 2009. It came actually out in 2007. We could talk a little about that. It was released in just, like, um, small, like, Scream Fest. Like, this was a movie that had no budget. Steven Spielberg got word of it. They redid the movie a little bit. It got to the version that I hope you watched. Still don't know. We'll get to that. But it was released officially in the United States on September 25th. So, Bill. Also released that day was a movie called Killer Bean Forever. Famous. Surrogates. And I hope they serve beer in hell. Do you remember (laughs) any of those movies? No, I guess that's the... uh... Week for horror, I guess, right? Surrogates was a Bruce Willis failure. I hope they serve bear in hell. I think ah. it was about like the guy who wrote a book about like just being a complete like masochistic, like hate telling women they're pieces of crap and getting on dates. It's like one of those self help books, but he was just a piece of trash to women. Um, now, Bill, first question for you price of gas in September of 2009 was 235. Very good guess. 258. Ooh. The number one record in the United States,
1: two thousand nine. It's a
0: big wedding song.
1: Um, Not- I'll be loving you till you're seventy or whatever the hell it is by Ed Sheeran.
0: No, that would have been way more recent. Uh, oh, yeah. It's. I got a feeling Black Eyed Peas. Oh, okay, yeah. Music like in that era, they kind of all
1: blend from like two thousand nine to like two thousand fifteen.
0: Sure, number one rock dash alt song. You even if you tell me the band, I give you credit. 2009 um
1: 2009 green day i don't know uh,
0: notion by kings of leon and the number one movie at the time bill was
1: i have fucking no idea
0: that was not it it was cloudy with the chance of meatballs all right last ones here this one it's kind of a chalk answer on both there's two wwe champions one was a world champion one was the wwf champion john
1: David. cena dave batista
0: Oh, no, no no no! Batista was gone. John Cena, and think of another very famous wrestler during this time. Uh, CM Punk. CM Punk, Bill nailed it. Everybody, give it Fair up, enough. Billy! Woo! All right, Bill. Ratings on this movie. So this movie again was released to the masses in September of two thousand and nine, and was given a pretty good review actually from your friend uh, Roger Ebert. He was this is past Siskel's time, so it was also James. I think his name was Vernon. Donnelly, don't even hit him, but they both rewarded a 3.5 out of four stars. And Ebert said, it illustrates one of my favorite points the silence in the waiting that can be more entertaining than the frantic, fast cutting that um, usually you see in these horror movies. Take that for what it's worth. IMDb gave it a six, well, it's currently, it has a 6.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, Bill, if you use that site, uh, has an approval rating of 83% in critics, the audience approval, and critics give it a 57%. Metacritic has it as a 68 out of 100. So that's what the national people out there say. Bill, I will start with you on this one. Our curtain jerker, did you like this movie?
1: So this is a tough, tough answer because as an idea, it's unreal. I mean, the way that they did this movie with a handheld camera the whole time, and it's a story between, uh, what is it, Mika and Kate, and they have one or two other people in the whole movie, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I give them an A-plus for that and making money off of this, which, you know, they probably made millionfold over what they actually cost to produce this thing. As a story, eh, I didn't really love it as the story. Scare factor?
0: Pretty right. good overall, it's a meh. You're jumping all over the place. Here, it's a though, meh just with it was the question was, did you like it? I mean, it's, it's tough to answer that one because you meh. set up these things, by the way, so you're breaking your own rules. Meh. It's a meh. Okay, did I like I, it. Meh. I will say this it was the scariest movie I had ever seen in the theaters at the time. So I will always say I like it. Watching it again last night, I fell asleep. It's not consolidated. Well, see, I disagree. I think it's compelling. The first viewing, it does not have replay value, but we'll we'll kind of get through so it. Theater okay. experience, I imagine, would play into this greatly because you're
1: in a dark lit room. I hate scary movies. I'm a big baby. So I watched this at 5.30 in the afternoon in a well-lit room. Smart. And I was, you know, I was focused on it and it gave me some pretty good jump scares. But for the most part, um, you know, we can get into this, but my biggest problem is Mika, Mika. Whatever the fuck his name yeah, is, yeah. is fucking unbearable. <laughs> okay. I, like, and that's the biggest problem with this movie is they don't do any, you know, character enrichment to get you to care about this guy who would eventually, spoiler alert for this 2009 movie, fucking dies brutally. And I'm kind of like, it sucks that he dies because he didn't technically do anything wrong. But this guy's a prick. I fucking
0: hate this guy. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. We'll get so let's get into the casting, Bill. Both of these actors go by their quote unquote real names. By the way, this whole movie with the selling point of this movie was that it was real, it was put into theaters. The advertising for it was all about being real. The opening slate was like, We want to thank the families of Mika Schluntz, or whatever his name was, and uh, Katie Fair Sunstone or whatever, and, and like the San Diego police for this footage. It's like we were meant to believe this was real. Just like the Blair Witch project had done 10 years earlier, this was this generation's Blair Witch. I think they did it a little better for different reasons. Obviously, the Steven Spielberg budget helped out a little bit, but the casting of it, these are two literal nobodies, so I give this two thumbs up on casting for this reason. I didn't know them. It felt real to me when I first saw it. I bought into it it wasn't like it was they were grabbing some oh you look on their IMDb at the time Bill at the time if you looked on their IMDb it was just this movie like a shortly thereafter it's all they ever did for the longest time there's a whole bunch of universe with this movie we can talk about a little bit but I thought that was really cool and again there was just the therapist or the yeah the uh, therapist therapist or the or, psychic or whatever Yeah, psychic because the guy kept playing the weird music when he would come in and the friend of the of Katie that was it that's all you saw yeah, Diane or whatever her name was. Yeah, with the with it the, was,
1: gems and the It was the casting was okay. I mean, if you're if I'm supposed to hate Mika, Mika, whatever the fuck his name is. Mika. If yeah. I'm supposed to not like him, he's a day trader, piece of shit. They obviously <laughs> live in a really nice part of San Diego. They have a pool, they yeah. have a three-bedroom house. So if I'm not supposed to like him, kudos. I didn't fucking like him. And no. he sucked. He's every guy that you meet that has like a cute girlfriend who's a piece of shit boyfriend. Mm. I hate this guy, and that was the biggest problem to me because I knew in the end he was the one who was going to get fucking whammed. He was the one who was going to get killed, and I didn't care. I didn't care about him. You need me to care about the character. I know that they were trying to make this seem like it was real, but I need to be a little bit more invested in him emotionally because I don't give a shit about this guy. I kind of wanted him to die.
0: Yeah, he was a jerk. They also had that that weird part where he was fixing a camera and they put that coin, whatever he like company he worked for, which clearly was like some sort of advertising for way too long. Yeah, he's a day trader, Bill. She's a student, and they have in a gorgeous looking house or or townhouse, it's in go, excuse me, I have so much gas. Uh with a pool. It's insane. I, I that's that's the biggest paranormal activity of the whole thing. Where well, are they day traders
1: make a lot of money, a ton of money.
0: Then what am I doing? I gotta become a day trader.
1: I was going to say if he had like a collects butterflies job then those are the people you see on like <laughs> house hunters who have a budget of like $700,000. So, but a day trader makes a shitload of money and I can believe that he has a house like that. But again, like make me a little bit more invested in him because obviously this is just, you know, a made-up story that or, you know, somewhat of a made-up story that they tried to make real. Make him a little bit more believable, make him less of a dick because at 99% of the time I was like I'm totally with this girl. And eventually, obviously you feel bad for her. Cause she got demon possessed and fucking went nuts. But you know, I don't give a shit about this guy. I was just like, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. The only thing I would say for him is that this girl comes in and we just can kind of roll into our speak and spell, the acting and writing of this movie that like, he also like, she didn't tell him about this. Like this never comes up through all the time. It was like, we saw them moving into a house and like, uh Oh, some crazy shit's going down. It was literally like, Oh, we've been together for a few years, and he's like, "Oh, we're engaged to be engaged." That was the douche line of the whole thing. I hate that was the part where I'm like, "F this guy, this don't we need to get engaged to be engaged?" Anywho, but he, um, I felt bad for him for a while, but yeah, then when he started being like, "Come at me, ghost and spirit," when he's in the pool flipping things off, he was a douche. I, I did like both actors because it they didn't they weren't really good actors. They weren't. They, it felt more real because it didn't feel like I was watching two people poorly act. I was watching two people. I guess, naturally kind of be themselves in a weird scenario?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess at the time, obviously, I know that it's a movie now, and then they pitched it as it was a real-life event that they edited it up for a movie. And if I went into it with that mindset, it might have been a little bit different. But I think you need incredible unknown actors to make me believe that this is an actual thing that is happening to them. The girl did a pretty good job. This guy was fucking insufferable like you said (laughs) every time he wanted to like fight a guy or fight the ghost or like dude like they told you not to fuck with it you're fucking with it this is your own fault like I'm, I'm no I don't feel sorry for him I think they did try to garner him a little bit of sympathy when she was like this has been happening forever and he's like well you didn't tell me about this you know you could have told me about it in the 15th date or the 30th date or right before we moved in that I think was their attempt to make him a little bit sympathetic but it just never really worked
0: yeah, I thought overall though the writing, the acting, like we're not, they're not winning awards. This Whoa. was, uh, this is like me and you putting together a movie. um I, I did like the writing. I just, I kind of just like the way the movie flowed. Like it was all about the anticipation. And most movies with those big crescendo endings, this nailed it. Like I said, in theaters, I'll, I'll continue to say it as we go along. It was, I was scared. I was screaming. It was in a packed house where everybody was silent when it was quiet. It was, it was tense. I ate a Reese's peanut butter cup and way too much popcorn. It it was, I was terrified. It literally scared me. I couldn't sleep. The reason I give this writing credit is because they did something that hasn't been done since Freddy Krueger. I was scared to be alone in my bedroom. Like when I was a little kid and saw Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger gets you when you sleep. What? How many no-dos am I supposed to have? But that was still like such a crazy character. This crap here, Bill, this could happen. This could be, I moved into a house a year and change ago. I, that could have happened here. Where you're living right now, that could be happening. It terrified me. I, I had trouble sleeping for a week. This is by far, again, the scariest experience in a movie theater I've ever experienced.
1: Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the theater experience. Um, to get a little key here, do mm. you believe in ghosts? Yes. Okay, I believe in ghosts as well. I'm not sure I'm sold on demon possession, though. Because I don't know, I think a lot of the times it's just people being fucking maniacs and then blaming it on being a demon. I mean, if there's some weird fucking shit, like there's no way she throws him across the room. And obviously no one's ever around for stuff like that. And this was a camera recording in a fucking movie. But I believe in ghosts and spirits. But I don't necessarily know if I believe that there are demon possessions. Although maybe that's a little bit hypocritical. Because if I believe in ghosts, maybe some of the ghosts are just bad. But I don't know if they can take over your body.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, Bill. I've seen you turn once or twice, and I want to believe that that was the oh, demon no. and, and not the real person. That was yep. you?
1: Yep, that's me. Oh, I, have, boy. I have a switch. I have a switch. And we saw it on Change My Mind uh, with Dr. Joe. By the way, <laughs> they were like, well, I, we feel bad that we uh, are no longer the official, what is it, podcast of controversy, because they said they had the most heated debate in the history of the DSG. And by the way, I guess it was a part of that. This Yours guy. truly, Billy. Mm-hmm.
0: you so were. I, the, you were the
1: debate. Yeah, so I think uh we officially have that coined um, and minted.
0: We are I don't care about any of that. We the only thing I can stand by is we are the official wife, the number one podcast inside the oh, dork universe of your the girls wild.
1: podcast <laughs> yeah
0: like my wife listens uh i davy's wife used to listen i think he, he might hate us so i don't know if she still listens um the uh west uh his wife yep. interacts listens fryer you know his uh lady of the night i'm sure Not he's, single.
1: he's single but she did listen at the time
0: yes and i i, Keefe, I bet you i could send it to his wife and she no, would. Keith
1: always says his wife doesn't even listen to their podcast.
0: No, she doesn't listen to anything. She doesn't listen to the radio stuff. I've met her. I've had uh, been in her company a few times. And she says, I could care less about his life. Aside from like <laughs> him as a dad and stuff. Which, I, which, like, which I like. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then next up in the categories, Bill, is Hit My Music. We can quickly move on from this. Because there is... Well, here's the music that you hear in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. It's just that bass treble that they play when the ghost is or a demon is arriving. And then the one time Mika played that um like x file S
1: song that he created for the guy. And that's yeah. another douchebag move that literally only the most annoying, like annoying people would do it. We have a friend who was annoyingly playing a song that I will never mention uh, on this podcast at a bachelor party at oh. nauseam. <laughs> and there's very few people who reached that level of annoying. So I can see it being believable that he would like, Hey, I'm going to fuck around and play this. But like, if you're in a relationship with that guy, I, it's gotta just be the money, right? Like that's the only oh. reason she's with this guy because he is a douchebag to the highest degree. You can clearly see she's going through shit
0: and he's just like, I don't care. I'm going to record you freaking out. Yeah. And by the way, just, I know this is a part of this, but since music really isn't a part of the movie to really talk, they played the boob factor in this movie. Like I haven't seen played since like barbed wire with Pam Anderson. Perfect
1: girl next door. So the cast yes. in that part, she is like the perfect, just cute girl. Like she yep. is just knocked it out of the park with not like super, like obviously she's probably a drop dead fucking knockout when she you know does herself up for the red carpet, but in, you know, jeans, sweatpants, sweatpants, a little bit of makeup. She is perfectly casted. Just the nicest girl next door ever.
0: Yeah, she is. Um, yeah, her name is Katie. I think it's Featherston. That's how you would say it. Yeah, she's uh, 37 years old from Arlington, Texas. She is known basically for her whole acting career has been, I can sum it up right here, Bill. It was Private Lives, whatever that is, the scorekeeper. Um, paranormal activity, paranormal activity two. She was in psychic experiment, first light, and then paranormal activity three, paranormal activity four, paranormal activity, the marked ones, and then in search of darkness. I don't know, documentary. But yeah, she uh this is it. This is what she's done, and she's milked it, she's made a lot of money. You mentioned earlier, Bill, how much of this movie gross? This movie production was fifteen thousand dollars originally. Spielberg steps in, it then becomes 215000 So that's only a budget increase of 200000 It has made $193.4 million. That's betting low, buying high. Love it. Well, I mean, I think for
1: the original movie, the cost would probably be the camera because it looked like a really nice Canon camera. The light, the editor that did it, And then, you know, the actors would probably be your entire $15,000 budget. I think that we could really legitimately (laughs) make a movie like this. I think I could have edited this movie. And I credit myself as fast and everything. Just, you know, ask anybody I've ever dated. But um, editing-wise, I'm probably one of the fastest editors, at least I've ever met. I could probably have edited this in a weekend. Maybe a whole week. But, I mean, it really is an achievement the well, likes of which I don't know if anything's ever grossed that much. X. I mean, two hundred thousand dollars, and it made over a hundred million. I don't even know the math on that, but I know it's a lot.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good bounce back on your dollars. So, Bill, next up would be acted out. Do you have a scene you'd like to act on this one, Bill?
1: Just her at the end, where she just goes right into the camera. And for the audio listeners, I'm just going to zoom into the camera and like give devil eyes. That was kind of cool. I wasn't expecting that, uh, and obviously. That was the whole build up to the end of the movie. The demon kind of plays that guy like a fool, which yeah, kinda kinda deserved. I hate to say anybody deserves to die when they weren't like malicious, but he was being a real prick about it. And she screams, she screams. By the way, he kind of reminds me, not in any of the actions he does, because Fryer's a stand up guy, but he kind of sounds like and looks a
0: little bit like it, Fryer. It does look like him. And in, in Fryer, when he when he turns on the douche character that he performs here inside oh, the door. No. Oh no no the guy yeah. shows up on he's probably going to show up some point there in this <laughs> podcast it just pops on it says ridiculous things doesn't make any sense nice guy outside of the universe inside the universe complete douche but yeah this guy there is a lot of similarities
1: yeah and like so that that was kind of cool the ending and like you said like the the scenes of them in the bed and the shit that's happening it was kind of like oh Jesus! Oh, look, that that's moving, and her getting dragged down the stairs—that's
0: oh, fucking—that's
1: uh, frightening. Like you would not believe. The, the, so the,
0: the, every time the bed sheets, when the bed sheets would blow up, uh, I don't know what is. It still gets me. Like it makes me think, and it makes me always wonder because I'm I'm a guy. I love to be nice and cozy in the bed, but sometimes I like to put my feet outside of the the the, the, the quilt, and sometimes oh, I do. every oh, I, night. I always think of that though. I always think of like, am I leaving too much room for something to potentially get me? And I'm also Bill. I'm so superstitious. I always sleep to my right. Cause I think if I sleep to my left, like something like, and I'm always on like a quick escape route to the door. I leave my wife. She'd be toast. I'm right. Like wherever what the about door your is. Son? Oh, he's in a different room. He's, he's you so get I, him on the way out. Of course I would. I would, I'm just saying if something came into my room, like I'm out the door, Something tries to crawl through the window, I'm out the door. <laughs>
1: I'll protect you're, not, everybody. You're, not, you're not saving Courtney.
0: I'm not saying I wouldn't save her. I'm just saying that she's in less, she's more day in danger in this position of the way I always have always. So you
1: gave her the window because you're scared.
0: It's honest. Well, it just seemed to happen that way. She's a, <laughs> she's a left side of the bed type of gal. I'm a right side of the bed type of guy um so you would like vanish from the room if somebody was
1: coming through the window and leaving your wife who i've seen fall asleep at the drop of a hat and is a
0: very sound sleeper yeah she's probably dead they would already think she's dead they keep they move right (laughs) on to me because i can't sleep i wake up there was literally like a crackle of a cry from my son this morning it's 5 45 a.m and i was up for the whole day she like sleeps he could you know not my son but like there could be like a Tidal wave, there could be thunder cracking. She she fell asleep on the couch last night after watching this movie. But, anywho, sidetracking, um, my acted out bill will just be the part. Let me see, I have to back up because it is still gets me every time when she just screams his name when it's just <gasps> and he's like, Oh, what the? And that would be me. What well, he does, he jumps up, runs down the stairs. Little did he know what he was running into. By you can way, come back to the mic now. By the way, Bill, um, she uh, – th- there is one thing I want to just tease ahead. I don't think you'll ever – maybe one day. We could have written the whole series here. Um, I know – I don't want to say what dorks do, I don't know if they teased ahead of some of their episodes, but they had an idea that I thought for us would have been awesome because you're know, not a big horror movie guy, and I was thinking just watching the nastiest. See, I thought this was a nice, like, softball, Ooh. scary, oh, wow. um, but also a movie that was very famous. But there was one franchise they're going to be covering. I don't know if they said it. I'm not going to say it. But they, I wanted to do it with you because I thought this would be like ultimate. What we'll talk about it a few weeks down the line. But with that being said, I thought that movie. So this movie has four other movies after it. Yeah. Um, and not as good. Some are, Paranormal Activity 3 is nuts, but the marked one's a little different. And they get into that scene where she screams. There's some like. Um, transportation or or like universal weird stuff with ghosts that they get into. It gets really strange, but they really turned something out of nothing with this movie. So I give them credit there. So let's go into the legacy bill. Like obviously someone who's just watched it now knowing about it there. What is the legacy of this movie in your opinion?
1: I think it's the black and white cam on the bed is the legacy of this movie. That's what I knew right away. When um, you told me what this movie was, I was like, Oh, it's the movie where they have the camera running and shit happens in the room. I think that's really it. Other than that, especially after watching it, nothing really jumps out other than Mika is a fucking raging douchebag.
0: For me, the yeah, the legacy of this one is always going to be the think it's real, the, what documentaries now, right, why documentaries are probably the most frightening thing in the world. Like This sparked a lot of those early documentaries even go back, looking like 2010, 2011, documentaries that are coming up about ghosts and all stuff, obviously way before Netflix was a streaming service. This was when you had to get three DVDs at a time. Yeah, for kids, that was a thing. I just look at it, that was a big part. It was all the marketing of this movie and also really reinvigorating the found footage films Player, which made it famous, nothing really big in the 2000s. And this movie came out, and you started you mentioning, I think we talked about this before, quarantine. There's a ton of movies that became just like cameras picking up stuff or becoming part of their movies, including movies like uh, actually became before this was Cloverfield, but that was a big budget. This is also the legacy of being just a small budget, nothing film with no real actors. It, they, they did a lot with this movie, and I and again, I really enjoy that part of it.
1: So, I really will say, uh, what is it, Ebert? Is he the one that's yes. still. He really hit it home with the, you know, solo one shot. I get a lot. My only critique usually for editing is I make fast cuts. I like doing it. It's fun. But there is really something cool about a long, slow, suspenseful shot that really, really builds the tension. And I thought this movie did that really well, kind of Mm. creating those points to be like, oh, shit. And then like a big scare happens. So I really liked that. Maybe, you know, that's the, you know, Film legacy of this one, a
0: little bit, I guess. Yeah, that is um, for sure. Like the suspense of that, like the whole movie was leading up. I'll tell you, when that last scene comes, I'm in a theater, I'm crapping my pants. You just hear the of the stairs. And I kept saying to my friends, now wife, because I was there with them, I was just saying, He's going to get thrown at the camera because it was part of the advertisement. He's going to get thrown at the camera. He's going to get thrown at the camera. He's going to get thrown. And then he got thrown in the whole theater, exploded. It was terrifying absolutely horrifying. I was, uh, I'd still
1: get it. I think one of the original commercials was people's reactions in the theater, right? That was like one of the commercials for this yes, uh, movie. Yes, yes,
0: yes. That was the whole like thing, by the way, I did just get a little scared now that I've moved my camera, people noticing I share the universe. Uh, and I literally had to think cause I had to read that twice while this is happening. Um, Bill. Okay. The then now forever, Bill, what would you say um, is this movie's, uh, we, we talked about the legacy, but would you say this movie stands the test of time 10, 11 years later?
1: I really don't think it does because I think it has to be the theater experience. I think you had to be in the moment to really get the full effect of the movie because watching it uh, you know, for the first time 11-ish years later, it was scary, but I've, you know, I am a baby. It's easy to scare me. I remember one time we went to what is it? Uh, whatever the Halloween Horror Nights is and universal and i after three haunted houses i tapped up uh so i was not that scared by this i slept easy breezy beautiful last night so cover girl i don't think it does yeah
0: okay uh for me uh, it doesn't stand the test of time only because of what horror has brought in us it kind of reinvigorated itself again over these past few years it's not gory so they didn't go that way i do really like it i just think it's a one-time viewing whether it's with friends, whether it's with a loved one, whether it's with somebody you're trying to get a little action with uh, it, that always helps with this one. But more importantly, that theater experience I'll never forget still to this day. No movie is me. Exorcist is right up there when I saw that. Cause I saw that when they re-released it in theaters. Um, I love being scared. I really do. It's, it's one of my favorite things. Like I love wrestling. I like being scared. I like scary movies. I could talk about these things all day. Um, but it's, it, I don't believe like it's something that you could give to somebody today and be like, aside from like a history lesson on like, Look at this for 15 grand. Look what they did. Um, but yeah, I don't think it really stands the test of time. So Bill, what would you rate this now from one to 11? Five and a half. Mm, it's pretty fair. I was going to say a six. I really like it. Um, and we'll tie, I'll, I'll give you the reason why that we're doing this as well because part of the top 50 uh, horror movies. But yeah, I'd say it's around a six. I rated it. So it part of the Dork Shared Gooniverse of a handful of us put together a new um Top 50. 50. It wasn't the old one. I put this movie, it currently ranked, by the way, it came in at number 37 in the top 50. For me, I got to remember what column I am. I'm the last one. So for me, this came in at, so I gave it 26 points, which only two of us rated this movie on the top 50. Um, Just to give people to know where we're at so far. Who was the other, by the way? uh, The other would have been Goo. So me and Goo both rated paranormal activity and the rest the other 3 would be Mac Keith and Davey did not have it on their list but it did get a combined 60 points to make it the number 37. Number 38 was The Fly, number 39 was Zombie Land, number 40 was Audition and Bill, I hate to say this, I was in the mo- I was we me and my wife were watching one of these every night. I've been trying to make videos, not happening all the time. But I, 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 the whole subtitle stuff, sometimes I just can't do it. I'm just not in the mood. An audition I still never seen, I'll be honest. So it didn't rank for me. Uh, 41 was American Werewolf in London. Awesome movie. Fun. Great music in that one, Bill. You would love that just for the music. Dawn of the Dead 2004 was 42. Devil's Reject 43. Sinister at 44. Hereditary at 45. You're next at 46, awesome movie, Bill. You would love that. Write down your next. You would absolutely enjoy it. It's not, it's it's a home invasion style horror. No, but, never. No, never. but it's not, it's more, it's more I've badass. I've been home invaded. It's, it's more badass. <laughs> it's more bad, you're true. I forgot about that. It's more badass. I promise you, it's, you would like it. It's not as terrifying. Black Christmas is another home invasion that you absolutely scared the pants off of you. No. Awesome. No, I'm not telling you to watch that one. Your next you would like. The Descent was number 48. Number 49 was Army of Darkness. And The Omen, was number 50 so you gave it a 5.5 i gave it a 6 out of 11 that might be our lowest combined movie oh, that we far, yeah what oh, is but- the movie so i've been told i forget the name of it off
1: the top but it's like uh it's, i don't know if it's house on haunted hill it's basically oh no cabin in the woods
0: i've never seen cabin oh, in the woods but dude, everybody tells me to watch that might have to do that may have to do an episode we still have a few more this month uh might pop in an office season three but that might have to be one because you would like it i think it's awesome I think we both, there's a lot to talk about in that one too. So I
1: would like to do that one because every, like, there's so many people, even when I tell them I don't like horror, they're like, there's a huge twist. And more importantly, I have never, ever heard what the twist is.
0: So my lips are always sealed. I'm uh, spoiler free since 2003.
1: Maybe we can quickly say uh, my home invasion story. So there was a situation going on with my family where somebody was actually coming to maybe get us. And I went down to do one. Bill,
0: Bill. I know the end of this, they, they were clearly coming to get something. We'll just say that. Uh,
1: the person uh, that was you know uh, involved with my family at the time got arrested on the way to our house with a weapon in hand. But in, in that period of time where this person was after our family, I was doing laundry at about 2 a.m. at night. Uh, I don't know. I was in college probably sophomore year. I didn't go to school, so I lived at home. And I went to go take the stuff from the washer, put it in the dryer. I was probably trying to impress a cute girl with a nice outfit the next day. And from the darkness, somebody leaps out and tackles me to the ground. Now, I wrestle with him, and I actually, just pure adrenaline, pin him to the ground. I look at him, and I go, Pat? And he goes, Billy? I was like, get the fuck out of my house. He was a kid that I went to school with, clearly on something, he runs out of the house. My mom, who heard us yelling, wrestling, whatever, comes down like two minutes later and was like, what happened? No, it's like, you you will never believe this. Because we had a, a like a basement door my dad always would leave open. So, yeah, that was the story of me almost. I almost had a, an actual heart attack.
0: Uh, it's still one of the scariest stories. I don't even know if it did justice to the feeling you must have had. Just imagine being in any dark or imagine, you were like Macaulay Culkin, but the the uh, downstairs basement actually turned into something horrible. And I swear family. on my nieces,
1: my nephew, my mom, this like, is one hundred percent like that happened. And I, I like. The home invasion stuff, like The Strangers. People are like, oh, you'd like The Strangers. I was like, oh, I am strangers. never fucking
0: watching that movie. Whoa. That? One of my absolute favorites. High ranking for me. Once it's all said and done, I think we might have a round table with those guys, or the five of us. But I, I can't wait to talk. I still think The Strangers is one of the best, best horror movies. So Danny world. said he still checks the back of the car. for
1: stuff. Yes. I, I check everything Ooh. all the time. When you I got to- my first house... Like it, it was just me in there for a little while. And it's, you, you've seen very that. big house, very big house, 14 rooms,
0: a basement that was fucking a mile long. I would go around with a butcher knife to each room before I went to bed. I wouldn't doubt it. First of all, knowing you and B that would be true. But for me, the reason I checked the backseat is because of child's play that little bitch. Chucky always, Oh, there's a scene where he wraps somebody's face and kills urban them legends, urban legends. Is oh, that that's one? another one. That's, that's
1: the with the guy in the gas station who can't talk. That one's fucked up. Is that yeah, the and- one?
0: Uh, that for some reason, those two things being together, I know both, but I don't know if that's Urban Legend. But they're supposed
1: to get like gas, and like the guy's like freaking out, but he can't talk, and like he's trying to like warn her, but she's afraid of him. Meanwhile, there's a guy in the back seat waiting to kill her.
0: I think that is your right. Yes, yes, yeah. a, lot, a lot of hotties. This week <laughs>
1: Shared universe.
0: Yeah.
1: But I do do know what uh, Mac and Goo did. They did the 1989 classic, Aliens. Other than that, uh, no. um, Dork. uh, Changed my mind. They had a paranormal guy on to talk about paranormal stories. I didn't get to that part of it. I heard the beginning where they talked some smack about us. And then Dork did... Scary stories uh in the dark, right? Yep, to tell in the dark. Yep. To tell in the dark. That was actually a, a great episode. I enjoyed that one uh very greatly. Uh TLDR talked
0: comics. Yep, that's correct. They did do that.
1: Uh is there anything else?
0: That's the whole do- and then Dr. Joe, Shime, and, and Davey are streaming up like oh, all of that. I every like
1: Shime is probably the most consistent. And eh, Dr. Joe. A lot of good streaming. I think Dr. Joe uh did he beat uh in our Madden League, which I have a game coming up soon. I think he beat a uh, good old uh, good old buddy
0: Mort. Oh, Mort. Don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> Anyways, upcoming podcast. So yeah, this month we'll try to keep it as uh, as Halloween related. I love this stuff. I could do this all day long. Uh, I think Cabin in the Woods is a good one. We'll probably have to hit one of the classics. I know Mac and Goo did, <laughs> did a movie that kept, kept moving, but I, I have to get one of them. It might be Nightmare on Elm Street. We got to you... Is that Freddy? Is that Freddy? I would do Freddy. I, that's Freddy. See, I have to get one of the big ones. Either that Friday the 13th, but that that series is a little wonky. I wanted to do a whole series with you, but it's just too short of time and there's so much in stuff. But I think I Nightmare on
1: a date though like these dates keep can't keep canceling on me because I need somebody to watch these with because I don't know if I can handle Nightmare on Elm Street by myself.
0: I'm telling you Bill, it would be it's a great date movie. I'll just say that. <laughs> All horror movies are great date movies, but I think we should also get in Office season three in there yes. as a just get, get Lucy and Fryer. I will Lucy. get Lucy. I uh, no, gotta get Fryer. Uh, fr- mm, I think we're maybe we'll get back to him in season four. I, mean, I actually need I have to give him a lot of prep time. I feel like some people know it's like if you ask me to do lost season two, you know I could do it on the drop of a hat. Some people had a rewatch. Anyways, we'll get to all that. We have a lot more. If you have any suggestions, you can tweet at us, at PopCulturePD. Make sure you're going to follow us. I didn't even tout the freaking podcast, by the way. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music. Obviously, we'd love to have you on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. It would help us a ton. Follow us on Twitter, at PopCulturePD. You can follow us as part of the hashtag, DortSharedGooniverse, which Billy just told you about all their fun podcasts. You can do that on Facebook. So whether you were on there or your aunt. Oh, my cat's want to make an appearance. Oh, no, he ran away. Um, the original
1: scary. guest of our Rossi on Wrestling podcast, he was on like the first nine podcasts.
0: Yeah, Desmond was a regular. He would always cry or scream or jump on the computer while we were two feet away from each other. Um, but yeah, Bill, any other final thoughts or stories you want to leave the fine people with? I don't think so. Uh,
1: it's been a it's been a fun one. We're gonna get this in under uh, f- at least fifty minutes.
0: Bill, you don't even understand how excited I am. My anxiety <laughs> level only reaches once it hits forty-seven, and we're before that. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad you you took the. Uh Took the opportunity to dig into some of the horror. We'll do uh, two, at least two more. Maybe all maybe we'll go all month. We'll have some fun. We'll no, talk no, about
1: we it. Gotta, we gotta mix in. It's maybe at the end of the month we do the officer in the middle. Cause it's just like when you watch a real horror movie, you kind of need that cool-off. You need to watch like a couple of episodes. Uh, the of office. Something.
0: You burn off a couple yeah. <laughs> offices or how I met your mother, whatever you're into. But yeah, we will be back next week. Appreciate you all listening, tuning in. Smile, be friendly, stay safe. And as always, Frank says hi. And that's what mm <laughs>